0: That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from pitchfills.com. My name is Nick Today is May 16th. No, it's 18th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, what are you doing here? Get out of here. Thank you all so much for being a part of PL Plus. I hope you enjoy this podcast and I hope you enjoy the Nick and Alex baseball show last night. Uh, I know we didn't show all the video segments that we had. Uh, check out Alex's commercial on Twitter. Check out my Scouts Honor on YouTube as I give a salute that you can't see. And uh it, it, it's it's a great time. It's it's a great time. So uh we are going to talk about baseball in this. We Run from last night. I live with James Caprillian, who is a Toby. And I just really wanted to establish, look, five point one innings, two and in runs forwards, one walk, six K's. He is a fastball slider guy. Slide was really good yesterday. Uh he goes against the Mariners next. I don't necessarily know if that's necessarily something I'm going to jump at, but this is who he is. This is kind of who I was expecting him to be at the beginning of the year. I'm finally finally seeing what I wanted to see from him. Cool. Add him to your cap of options. That's I have one of those in my dresser. I'm sure. Davis Martin went for the Chicago White Sox. Five innings pitch, one and run. Five. It's one walk, seven strikeouts, sixteen whiffs, 33% CSW. Uh, in his MLB debut, I believe, uh, because MLB doesn't even have an ID for them for him. I uh, this was pretty cool. He has a slider that went nine over 18 whiffs, which is a 50% swinging strike rate, which is insane. Four-seamer return of 32% CSW. I would imagine he's better than Dallas Keuchel in this rotation, but he got sent down after, and you know this isn't going to stick for now. But hey, Davis Martin, someone I think as the season goes on would be someone to consider adding. I think he's pretty dang cool. He's not—he's not really a, a, a game changer for your fantasy teams, but he'll certainly be a streaming option when he does arrive and. We'll see what happens from there. Jose Barrios is the great undulator. He did it. He did it. Seven innings. Zero hard runs. Six hits, two walks, and just four strikeouts and four whiffs. But you know what? He threw a lot of strikes. 41%. I see something on the curveballs. 47% on sinkers. Sweet. This is why you stuck with Jose Barrios, right? You didn't do anything foolish. Brady Singer, like Davis Martin... Uh, went against the White Sox, I guess, in the same double-header day. Uh, but seven innings, makes zero runs, fourths, zero walks, and nine Ks, and he's going to go back to A now because it was the 27th man. It's really unfortunate because he won a golden goal um, with 43% CSW. Almost had, uh, not a golden goal, sorry, a uh, King Cole is what that should be. Um, and nearly had the golden goal as it was 18 whiffs and supposed to the 19 um, from Dylan Cease, uh, which is kind of nuts. Sinker was getting a ton of called strikes, Slider got a ton of whiffs, 16 of them, and we did see a change-up show up, and the thing that's interesting for me about Singer is that he normally wasn't just a Sinker Slider guy, but if that change-up is a real part of his repertoire moving forward with 60% strikes on it, maybe I can be sold that Brady Singer is different as he's throwing over 15% change-ups. Hmm, maybe he's not just a cherry bomb now, I'm super dependent on that Sinker Slider working. So, maybe. I don't know. Uh, monitor this when he does arrive again. Adrian Hauser went six innings of zero and runs again in six Ks against Atlanta after two terrible starts against the Reds. Yeah. Okay. What? Um, I'm not falling for this. I'm not doing it. Uh, Dylan Cease was excellent. I feel we need one more start of Dylan Cease with just amazing command for him to get the Ace is going to ace label 5.2 innings, zero and runs, seven hits, two walks, nine Ks. He's inside that tier of, uh, of all those guys that I expect to get the label. And yeah. Really good stuff. Uh, Tucker Davidson went instead of Spencer Strider because Strider went the previous day in relief. And that's so stupid. Five innings pitch, zero runs, three hits, three walks, three Ks. He's not bad. He really isn't Tucker Davidson. It's just I don't really want to stream him. (laughs) I don't really. I think he's a Toby at best is essentially what I'm trying to say. Mike Clubger went against the Phillies. We actually watched this start a bit um, this morning on the Twitch stream. 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. You got to be there. Everybody's there. It's great. Um, we're getting I don't know around somewhere between 80 and 100 people there, um, which is just an awesome community. We just hang out and talk. Just just come and hang out. Anyway, uh, five innings, zero runs, one hit, one walk- zero walks in five Ks. Fastball was at 94, and sometimes we saw it down to like 93, 92 even. Maybe that was the cutter, but I feel like that was heaters at the time. Then we saw some 95, 96. Um, but the the breakers are not commanded super well. Like he had some really nice ones. But it does feel like Clevenger is still trying to figure out his command, and that might be an issue moving forward. He only had three total whiffs in this one, which is an absolute shocker. Uh, he does get the Giants next, and he could burn you. So I think I'm going to be starting him for that, but it's still... I'm not quite sold on Clevenger yet. Um, Keegan Thompson went against Pittsburgh, and he finally went five innings, so congrats to him. But he's out of the rotation because Marcus Stroman and uh, Miley... Uh, Miley, nope. Miley Wade. Wade Miley! Uh, is back in the rotation for the Cubs. It was five innings of zero and runs, four zero walks and five Ks. Cody Petit is the one that stood in for Jesus Lazardo. 4.2 innings, zero and in runs, one hit, one walk, four Ks. This is nothing for you to really focus on. But Eric Cabrera and Max Meyer are not the guys, it looks like. So we got to be patient about that one. Craig Mish already told us that they wouldn't be those guys. Maybe we see them in the future, um, in the next couple weeks. We'll see how long Jesus Lazardo is out for. Uh, Trevor Williams stepped in for Ty Lord McGill. And four innings, zero runs, four hits, zero walks, and six Ks. And it'll be David Peterson moving forward with it, so really don't think anything about this. Dylan Bundy stepped in for three innings, zero runs, two hits, two walks, three Ks. I could not care less about it. What I do care about is that Josh Winder threw 78 pitches. So, Rossa Resource currently has him going on Friday. You could argue maybe it was a bullpen, but no. No, he's not going on Friday. There's no way. 3.2 innings of five earned runs, nine hits, two walks, and just one strike. How am I going to feed my family with that? I'm sorry. How am I going to butter my bread with this? I apologize. I yeah, Winder. I'm. This is just so frustrating, in so many ways. So you can probably drop Winder right now. I don't know when his next start is going to be. How the Twins are even going to use him because Bailey Ober might be coming back. And yeah, it's just bad. So no Josh Winder. Uh, Shane McClanahan is going to ace. Seven innings, one earned run, seven K's, four hits, zero walks. Wonderful. One earned run. Zach Eflin, six innings, one and run, five hits, zero walks and five KC's, to Toby, and I'm glad that he did well against the Padres, um, he came off the COVID IL, I didn't really know what that would be, but the Padres aren't a good team, and he streamed well against them, now it's the Dodgers and the Mets, so we are moving away from Zach Eflin, by the way, we did add inside the SB Roundup the team name of the player into the Roundup, hopefully that helps some of you guys, I know a lot of people were requesting that, um, and I kind of felt, you know what, you should mostly know the player, if you don't, you go to the player page, it does make it a little less clean of a look, but hopefully the benefit for everybody is, you know, um, outweighs the cleanliness uh, of the line. Uh, Connor Overton went 7.2 innings of two and runs, three hits, one walk, and two strikeouts. Pretty ridiculous. Uh, he's a grave mistake, though. He constantly will go few strikeouts. I don't see this lasting. Uh, Joan Adon Adan is a frozen banana, 4.2 innings of one earned run, five at zero walks, two Ks. There's just nothing to go after here. Zach like I was hoping to see his slider return with a changeup, hopefully, next in line. As the slider went, you know, I think nine whiffs last time, well, combined between his changeup and slider, he had one for 41 whiffs with six, earned, six innings of two earned runs, six hits, two walks, three Ks. No, this isn't it. It was the Reds. Blame it on the Reds. Uh, Tyler Anderson is a Toby. He did a Toby thing against the Diamondbacks of seven innings, two and in runs, seven hits, zero walks, and seven strikeouts. Lots of sevens there. Good stuff, Tyler Anderson. Now he gets the Phillies, and I don't want to do that. Um, Miles Michaelis also is a Toby. He's essentially gone on Vargas' rule this year. Six innings, two and in runs, seven hits, one walks, five Ks. Sure, the 1-3-3 whip isn't what you wanted, but you're happy with this against the Mets, and yeah, you just keep starting uh, Steven Matz on, uh, on the Cardinals as well against the Mets as a double header, five innings pitch, two and runs, three hits and zero walks and seven strikeouts. I'm glad they had a 42% CSW on sinker. I'm not happy that he goes against the Jays and, you know, play that however you need to Spencer Watkins against the Yankees. No, thanks. Uh, four innings, two and runs, Logan Gilbert, seven innings, three and runs, six hits, two walks and nine strikeouts. The slider had a good CSW. 5.36 whiffs, which isn't it. And I think the shape of that slider is still bad. But good command of it, good locations of it, while the fastball really soared as it does up in the zone. The curve was just 4 for 11 in strikes, though. He only threw 2 changeups. There's still work to be done here with Gilbert. The 9 strikeouts are great because the fastball's that good. And as long as the CSW is high on that slider, then he'll be fine. But if you want to actually see Gilbert take that full next step, he needs to get whiffs on something that's not his fastball. And I hope we see something... Moving forward from that, 5 over 36 on the slider is so far not it. That's like a 30, that's a 14% swing striker, and I need to see something hinting at 20. Uh, Taiwan Walker uh, also went against the Cardinals, five innings, three and runs, seven hits, two walks, four Ks. Yeah, not really beneficial for your teams. Those ratios are bad, and it's just four strikeouts, and you didn't get a win. Um, it was about 94, 93.8, I think, on the fastball, while his secondaries were eh, okay. He had a couple of whiffs on the slide, a splitter, which was cool. Goes to cores next. Yeah, I don't think you need to hold on to Taiwan Walker. Uh Jameson Tyone, five innings, run six hits, one walk, two K's. Uh he's a Toby. I um, wish wish we had more uh, against the Orioles, but you're just gonna keep, you know, doing this, I guess, with Jameson Tyone. Uh John Heasley for the, the Royals went against the White Sox in the that day of double Uh and 5 innings, 300 runs, 4 it's 3 walks. Just one strike. How am I going to butter my bread with this? I don't really want to chase any of this. Aaron uh, Papilla went against the Diamondbacks, hoping for more after the debut, where we almost saw one changeup on 25. I uh, uh, Sorry, one whiff on 25 changeups. It was 2 for 28 here. So, yeah, no thanks. Taylor Hearn, not doing anything that I want to do. 4 innings, 300 runs, no thanks. Redemmers on the other side of it, 3.2 innings, of 300 runs. Didn't have a slider getting whiffs. I feel like this was a bit of a hangover after the no-hitter. Understandable. Fortunately, he was a reluctant streamer of the day. Didn't work out. We move on. I don't don't want to target Detmers right now until I see the slider really working. JT Brubaker against the Cubs earned a share of the Gallows poll. 19 whiffs and 5.2 innings with 10 strikeouts. And bad ratios, four and runs and six hits and three walks. He um, gets Rocky Road though, and that slider went six for f- 16 for 40 whiffs. That's a 35% see- uh, swing strike rate higher. If I'm doing quick maths here, I mean, that's 34 over 80. Uh, insane, near 40%. Oh my lord. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, that's 32% over 80. I-, I I can do this. 37%? Something like that. Uh, that's just really, really good. Uh, it's cool to see that, and I think he can do it again against Rocky Road. Jose Rikidi? I'm not sure what to do here uh, because he went five innings of forward runs, 12 hits, zero walks, and one strikeout. Trying to help out Nathan Evaldi as best as he could. One strikeout, how am I going to butter my bread with that? Uh, it was a Red Sox, so I don't really know if we're going to be okay against the Rangers. I'm not really seeing enough from Architi, though. The repertoire isn't taking the next step like I thought it would. And maybe it does switch over at some point, but right now, not looking great. Chad Cool inside of cores against the Giants had zero strikeouts for three innings. Yeah, the slider was not nearly as good, and I think the faith in Cool making his slider work inside of cores not so much. He hosts the Mets next. No, thank you. He does go to Washington D.C. after, and maybe that does work on the road against the Meh Nationals offense. But I wouldn't be holding for that. Uh, Teller Gilbert against the Dodgers. You already know this didn't work out. 5.2 innings, 600 runs. Don't do this. He's a Toby at best. So don't do that. Bo against the Rays. Yeah, 5.1 innings, 600 runs. I don't. Mm. He got 10 whiffs on his heater, which is actually pretty cool. But I, I don't think you needed to stream this one yet. I much prefer Alex Fiedo against the Guardians twice. Uh, Nathan Ivaldi allowed five home runs in the second inning. And it didn't. It's all it goes pure luck. Like he didn't have good command, not good sequencing. I broke it all down for YouTube this morning. Um, just brush it off and move on. Alex Cabell was inside of course. 5.1 innings of seven earned runs. Man, him and would have just been knocked around in Coors. I mean, it's Coors. He did go five innings of two earned runs, though. And then he got, I don't know, somehow allowed five in the sixth. Why was he in there for so long? I don't understand. <laughs> Whatever. Just keep starting Cobb. And Merrill Kelly went against the Dodgers. And to me, Merrill Kelly sure is a Vargas rule. If you want to start him against the Dodgers, I get it. But he's really just a Toby. And, you know, I I didn't really want to start him for this against the Dodgers. Uh, It was a coin flip for me. So just keep that in mind, Merrill Kelly. Don't start him against the best teams, really. And you should be happy with the rest. He's a good Toby. That's about it. Uh, Looking forward to today. as man, I'm going through all these. I mean, that was like 36 starts yesterday. That was the most. Like, tomorrow's going to be very, very quick. Uh, Or I guess Friday's going to be very, very quick. I'm looking forward to today, though. We have Ace Day. We have 10 guys Burns, Cole, Scherzer, Gaussman, Bueller, Free, Lopez, Otani, Wheeler, and Gilito coming back from the COVID IL um, against the Royals. All of that. Easy, done, start. These are all like top 20 guys. We I mean, have 10 of them. It's insane. Uh, And then probably starts here as a bigger drop-off, Rasmussen, Rodriguez, Garcia. So Rodriguez and Garcia go against tough teams. Rodriguez is against the Rays, Garcia against the Red Sox. I understand if you have more hesitation because of that. I think I'm starting them for both. Drew Rasmussen against the Tigers could just be the Toby that he is in five innings of two strikeouts, and we're happy. Uh, Sonny Gray against the Oakland Athletics you think would be higher, but he has not had success with his breakers. It's just been because of the fastballs. That is concerning to me. And I hope that he can be okay moving forward. Cal Quantrill against the Reds. Uh, he's a Toby. He should be fine. Tyler or Molly on the road against the Guardians should be fine. I think that should be all right. So he's on the road. Things should be okay there. Questionable starts here. You have Logan Webb at Coors. Is he going to follow the same fate of, of Cobb and Wood? We'll find out. Blake Snell's returning from the IL, which is great. But it's against the Phillies. I feel like this is still ill and we kind of see how this goes. But it's a coin flip that could work out well. Zach Greinke could make it work against the right handed lacking. No, they're just not good against right handers, the White Sox. So, Zach Greinke maybe is worthy of that start. And then do not start to your own man. Who knows? I haven't mentioned a streamer. And Marco Gonzalez, he can't stream. He's going against the Jays, but it could be a Vargas rule. So, I understand, but I don't want to do it. Josiah, Josiah Gray goes to the Marlins. Well, he allowed a lot of. Uh, he struggled with his ratios last time he faced the Marlins and only has had six strikeouts or more twice this year. But once was against the Marlins, so maybe that does work. But neither of those I could stream. Ronzi Contreras could be getting the call today for the Pirates against the Cubs. So I guess that is the reluctant streamer. I don't want to do this. I don't like starting MLB debuts or at least you know prospect call ups. Um, and Ronzi Contreras has walked at least two in all four of his starts this year in the minors and not fanned six or more. So ah, I'm not I'm not really into this one. But if I just stream somebody, I guess it's that. Uh, Jordan Lyles, Nick Pavetta, Dalton Jeffries. Maybe even Dalton Jeffries could pull that off against the Twins if you want something a little bit safer. It's all just not good. Uh, Jordan Hicks, Drew Smiley, Dane Dunning, Zach Davies, Cal Freeland. Dylan Dunning gets the Angels. No, and it's just don't do this stuff. All right, it is Wednesday. And what Wednesday I do is a very loose segment where I look at the uh, roster ship on Yahoo and say, huh, that's high, huh, that's low. And let me just kind of scroll through it right now as I stall for empty time. I'm seeing, honestly, I'm happy that everyone jumped on the lower train, 86%. That's pretty cool. I No one has left Rogers at 82. That's fine. Garrett Whitlock's a little bit up 76. I feel like that's much higher than it should be. I, I'm i not saying you necessarily should get off that train, but that seems awfully high. I with Tony Gonzalez, at 71% and Blackburn at 70%, while John Montgomery's at 68, like he should be rostered way more. Um, I'm seeing Christian Javier still at 63%. And I I guess that's okay. He gets the Rangers next. That, sh- that should be all right. Um, Herman Marquez is 54%. I think every single week I'll say like, no, what are you doing? 52% for Chad Cool. I would get out of that one. Absolutely. And moving on to the other side of it. So this is around the under 30% rostered that I think should be higher. I mean, Lorenzen's at 27%. I think that's... Should keep going up. Reed Demers is at 25, so maybe I couldn't even stream him yesterday. He was a streamer. Maybe I couldn't even do that one. (laughs) Ha! I shouldn't have gotten a loss. I should have gotten a win. Clearly, no. Um, Jose Quintana, 20%. Oh, wow. Uh, Do you want to trust that Vargas rule? Do you want that to be a Vargas rule? I I don't think I do. Um, Let's see. Is there someone that's really under-rostered down here? Maybe you could say Zach Efron, but honestly, the next two starts, not so much. He's at 11%. Uh, Man, I'm not really seeing... Jacob Junis is at 7%. Okay, I think that his next start should be helpful for you. I believe he gets the Padres. That should be something to look at. Alex Fayedo, I don't even see him. Um, He's someone I'd be streaming. Chase Silseth as well um, this weekend. Those three guys are, I think, good options for your teams. for Under Ross right now, James Caprillion is I led with 6%. I think that's not fair. JC Brubaker just had 19 whiffs, and that could be a good rocky road start next. Um. Yeah, those are the ones that I'm seeing right now. Maybe David Peterson rises, even though the next start isn't favorable as it's in cores. But with Tyler McGillott, he's the benefactor. Um. So maybe next week you do want to jump after that one. Uh, uh, uh. I'm. I'm trying to see other names. I mean, they're all these terrible guys and not even called up guys. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, that guy is starting, and that's not so bad. But yeah, I think the the ones I mentioned, Chase Silseth uh, and uh, Alex Fiedo. Uh, I'm actually just going to use the feature of just looking them up separately. Are they even in the system? Uh, I'm seeing 7% in Yahoo for Chase uh, Silseth, while Fiedo, um I am seeing 3%. So those are the guys I think in the short term that I'd be looking at here to jump on. But yeah, this is, I would say in May around now, if you remember that classic, put it in the Louvre streaming chart, we're getting close to the major dip that as we enter June, um, that I have of where it gets really hard to find the Supreme talents. But then in June, it goes back up as we get more prospects. And then we get more guys that we can actually buy into that we can believe, or at least have been ignored, um, earlier in the season that are doing well, that we get excited about. Um, but anyway, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for getting PL Plus, and I hope you enjoy this one. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow, so that's going to be it for today. My name is Nick Pollock, and yes, may your bab be low and your strikeouts high.